We're thankful to Ten of Those and Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles for sponsoring this season. Sarah and I love the Psalms, and knowing that they've been so helpful to me and my faith, I was excited to see the Kaleidoscope book Empty or Full, which is Psalms 1-50 to made accessible for elementary and primary age children. My seven-year-old and I have started reading it together, and I've been so impressed by the way in which the writer has captured the poetry, but in language that my son is able to understand. It's already prompting conversations about prayer. Grab a copy at tenofthose.com. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah. I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity. She lives in the States. And today we're back in Deuteronomy and we're going to be looking at Deuteronomy chapters 5 and 6. Felicity, welcome. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Isn't it a joy to be back in, back in together, back in Deuteronomy? I'm excited. We're ambitiously taking on a fair amount. <laughs> well, two chapters. I think it's all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chapters. Yeah, easy. Um, got a, got any biscuits to? Well, I've actually I'm on a, I'm on a roll of uh, chocolate hobnobs. Anyone else do? That? Well, maybe this is just me. Actually, I've basically run out of tins in my house. Not that I have oh. so many biscuits. But I feel like <laughs> I feel, I don't know. I need to get some more tins. Anyway, I've got I haven't got any tins left. So half the packet has fit into a tin, but the other half. Anyone else do this? Where you open the packet and then you don't have any room in a tin, so you have to sort of mm, rest it against. We have to we have to rest it against the wall or something or the counter um, in order to keep it fresh, but that's obviously not a long term solution. No. <laughs> so you eat them instead, and that's yeah. So everyone better. is. Uh, but the boys have just said they don't really like them. What are you, my child? Why would you not like a chocolate hobnob? Yeah. What about you? Got any yeah. uh, any treats over there? Uh, well, I'm actually recording um, in our church building tonight in my husband's office, and um, I've I found a, a classic, you know, ten p biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> in the cupboard so delight beyond delight um Felicity we've always said speaking of church we've always said that what we're doing here on the podcast is always an overflow of what we're up to in local church life um share with our listeners share with me a little bit of what that looks like for you this season at church I have yeah I love that that it is an overflow and it, and I think it really is because in church context I help to lead our women's bible study and very much with the same heart just helping people to get the bible open we're studying James this semester um so that's we just just started this week and I'm feeling just very excited about it I just love love teaching the bible in that context and I also I think I, I do a bit of one-to-one kind of kind of thing I'm reading the bible with a couple of different people at the moment reading James with someone and then we're actually Galatians with someone else mm. so yeah always I feel like that I just really want to be doing that just getting the bible open with people yeah. what about you yeah very similar um I think I'm probably in a much smaller context than you um but I help to lead women's bible study here and i've had a really really great time this week just with um a couple of leaders and just getting ready for the term um we're going to be doing titus this term and also yeah meeting up one-to-one with a couple of people as well and it's again been an absolute joy this week so uh yeah i to be honest i feel like i'm like just very excited about <laughs> the word and um life at church at the moment for that so Bring it I think on. We've, we've, we're, both, we've both had a bumper week on that front, haven't we? Just feel, yeah. feeling encouraged and all the more so for being here on a on a Friday. Really great. <laughs> um, but we're going to get into Deuteronomy chapters five and six. We're not going to read chapter five. We're going to read chapter six. Felicity, give us a quick overview of what chapter five involves. Yes. Yeah, so chapter five, we have uh, Moses. He's speaking, he's saying, hear everyone, this is the word. And he gives us again, we've heard them back in Exodus, but he gives us again, the Ten Commandments, and he's very much speaking about this 
awesome God who is giving this word. And so then when he gives the Ten Commandments again, it's like, and this is then the word of that awesome God, which you are then to follow as we go into this new land. Nice. Great. Let me read chapter six, uh, reading from the NIV, chapter six of Deuteronomy. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel, and be careful to obey so that you may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God, and his anger will burn against you, and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as he did at Massa. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he's given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land that the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting out all your enemies before you, as the Lord said. In the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? You tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders great and terrible on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land that he promised on oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God, so that we may always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. Thank you, Sarah. Just before we dive into the verses that you've just read, let's just uh, remember, I reckon, the start of chapter five. So that first five verses, we get real clarity from Moses as to who he's speaking to. And it's a kind of squirm moment, isn't he? Because we have that that smooshing of the you that we talked about Ooh, the last yeah. <laughs> technical term, but is now going to be in. Um, so the, he's saying the covenant wasn't just with your ancestors. You can't just pass the buck to them. Actually, God is speaking to you. He's made this covenant with us, with all mm. of us who are alive here today. And, and I think that actually that us does reach into the future as well yeah. as back to the past. It's really striking because actually in chapter five, he spends quite a lot of time talking about the event of giving the Ten Commandments, doesn't he? And that mm. you, you, he kind of... The way he says you were there, <laughs> you were there to witness it all. They weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> they, were. <laughs> they weren't, but they are because as a people, as a nation, they were. And it's their history, it's their ancestors, and it's the 
it's their identity that he's really the covenant identity. So the promise that God is giving them that he will be their God, they will be his people. He that Moses is kind of reinforcing that again, that this is your thing, this is your God, and this is your law. So he's reinstating the Ten Commandments, isn't he? He's kind of saying, This is your foundation stone, this is the very pillar of what it is to live a good life, the best yeah. life, the blessed life. Um and yeah, they, they need to hear that again. They need to hear that again afresh just before they head into this land, um, I think is is striking, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think then the the Ten Commandments, they they show as well who God is, don't they? They reflect his character. Like the, mm. the the he is the only God. But also I feel like there's a real there's a vertical there, but there's also a horizontal. And we see we hear that, especially I think the Sabbath one is a little different here that's in verse 12 5 verse 12 it's a little different to how it is in exodus and i just think it really emphasizes loving one another mm. you know like give give everyone this rest on the sabbath and in that i think that kind of sets up quite well what the life is that the people are being called to as they live in the land that they are to honor god as this awesome glorious god because that's kind of the emphasis in in that 22 verses 22 24 chapter 5 this glorious God mm-hmm. and also to love one another because of who God is and his character this is what it is to love one another as you and go that's, into the land yeah and that's a beautifully distinct thing I think is what he's setting up isn't it um and I think what we're going to see as we go on in the book is that this kind of foundation stone of the Ten Commandments are going to be fleshed out into the other laws and um, they're given but you can't read the other laws without reading this first yeah like this absolutely. this is absolutely is the kind of you know you have yeah. to have this down before you can then read the others so um i mean that that kind of excites me because i think um it excites me to see how they're going to be fleshed out and i think that's the drive of then chapter six isn't it actually the kind of um transition that he's trying to kind of um impart to them that you've spent 40 years in the wilderness with basically nothing but god providing your your manna and your bread um you're now going into a land of plenty. You're now going into a land of cities that you did not build, of vineyards that you did not um, build, of wells, of of everything, of houses. And you're going into somewhere which there's going to be a whole load of new temptations. And he's kind of saying, well, he is saying, don't forget me. Mm. Remember this covenant. Remember the importance of this covenant that's been made with you, with the Ten Commandments, and how crucial and foundational that is. Don't forget it when you see all this new stuff. No, I think that's so right, isn't it? That that this is who you are, that identity. And therefore, as those people, those rescued people, respond to your God like this. And it's interesting, his, his kind of, in, in 5 verse 29, he says, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always, so that it might go well with them and their children forever. And their hearts, like he talks about their hearts, and I think we've highlighted that before. But we have this, like, what is it to respond to the God of grace? Mm. It is a heart level response that is actually a response to this word. So heart level engagement with these commandments, this with this this law that is being given by yeah. him. And then that makes sense, doesn't it? Of when you get in chapter six, the very famous verses about love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength. And then talk about it with your children, impress it on their hearts, impress it on them and make this a part of everyday life because actually the heart's at stake, isn't it? It's not just 
obeying a law for the law's sake. It's because actually generation upon generation need to keep going back to this foundation pillar, so to speak, of what's what's at stake. Yeah, and, because, and and as that is then passed on to the children, then that is also securing the identity, isn't it? The identity won't be forgotten mm. while this word is being passed on to the children. I think that connection between the word and their identity as God's people just can't be emphasized enough. Yeah. As soon as as soon as it gets separated, then the word just the law just seems a little bit random and like, well, why why would I? But that, yeah, that's why it's interesting, isn't it? Moses he's just very skilled at this pastoring sermon thing, isn't he? <laughs> then he goes back in verse six, verse twenty. So, like when you know, when my son asks, when our children ask, what's this all about? He goes back right to Exodus again, and it kind of it feels like it's a circular couple of chapters in that sense, doesn't it? It's Ten Commandments and what what you know what was given there, and then he goes right back to the exodus pharaoh coming out of slavery and then you're back at the ten commandments again in terms of like remembering that and yeah i think that's just really helpful and i think that helps us to drive it to our own hearts because actually it the drive for us then is rooted first and foremost in our salvation in our own exodus from slavery to sin isn't it we've been brought out we've been brought out of that we've got redemption through his blood forgiveness of sins according to the riches of god's grace and so then live in light of that and mm. take these commands seriously because this is this is the way to live best with Jesus as Lord, isn't it? Yeah, so true. And, and I wonder whether that then points us to a sort of cyclical pattern of the Christian life that we, we always then go back to the gospel. We always go back to mm. the cross because as we do, we're then reminded of our identity as this treasured possession, this bought yeah. people. And so then we're we're more inclined to live out the commands which are given so that we might live well in the land. And, and that land for them was very physical, wasn't it? But for us, I mean, the land is 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 literally right here, right now, as God's rescued people. Ultimately, it's, it's the new creation. But mm. so as we seek to live this life as a new creation under Christ, so we then want to listen to what God has said to us. And I really, I've been really struck as I've been mulling on it this week, how gracious that is of God mm. to give us instruction. Like if I don't have instruction, then I'm just going to be wandering around a little bit lost and doing the wrong thing. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> So I feel like it's a, it's, it's a gracious thing. And that's been quite a shift in my thinking, I, I think. And at the heart of the instruction that he gives us, the law that he gives us is love, isn't it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And actually, Jesus says that, doesn't he? You'd go to John 15 and he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands and you will know my love. Like it's mm. that, again, that cyclical thing, isn't it? Like as we as we obey, we see more of God's love and we see more of what it is to live the good life, the best life with him um, in charge. Yeah. And I think, I th yeah, I've been surprised at how much this has really kind of helped me to see more of the goodness of Jesus's words in that. Um, but also um, just let's go wow at the new covenant, the security that we have in Jesus, because we all know, we all know that if we looked at that, this last verse in Deuteronomy 6, where it says, if we're careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God, as he commanded us, that will be our righteousness. 
we all know we do not have that righteousness. We all know we fall so far short of this. And yet Christ is our righteousness and he has made made peace by his blood. <laughs> he has given us everything that we need. Um, yeah. Wow. I, yeah, absolutely. And, and all the all the more secure because it is in that done work of Christ rather than because yeah. what we're going to see as we go through Deuteronomy is this kind of toing and froing, isn't it, from the people of heart which is our hearts, our kind of undulating hearts. We're we're in love with the Lord and then suddenly we're not. And and yeah. one of the other um, things that's been challenging, which we've talked about, Sarah, is the as they're going into this land of plenty, what does it look like to remember these things and to remember mm. who we are in Christ and those circumstances don't change our identity. Like we are of Christ. Of this but they can certainly challenge our identity, can't they? Because it mm. is it's really hard. Like, you know, money is a snare, isn't it? Essentially, that's what he's saying here. The temptation for them to go and worship stuff and things, and then in the other later chapters, absolutely other gods. Um, it's that's as much relevant for us as it is for them then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Absolutely. And so to the heart <laughs> which is fitting when <laughs> Moses goes big on the heart but well I don't done, know why Moses. I've been surprised by that but <laughs> like my heart has been stirred up by these yeah it's these good chapters. it's really really good do you want to pray for us mm. father we praise you that you are this same glorious awesome God we praise you that you give us your word and that through Jesus we we are in such uh, security and delight in our identity because of what you've done on the cross. Uh, Father, we pray that you'd help us to remember that. Would we remember, along with the people that are spoken to here, we pray we'd remember who we are in Christ. And as we do, would you help us to be obedient to your word with our whole hearts for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Flissy. What a joy. Like I just feel like we're really getting going now and I'm really, yeah. <laughs> really enjoying it. And it's really challenging, but there's so much. Um, join us next time for chapters 7 through 11. So we're going big with five chapters next time. We're not going to read all five. Um, but in the meantime, check out our new website if you haven't already, two sisters and a cup of tea.com. We're very excited. It's now live and we really pray and hope that it is a blessing and useful for you um, to help you get stuck into the word with your friends uh, whatever that looks like for you and we look forward to seeing you next time absolutely see you next time bye 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 we're so thankful to Tenebos and Kaleidoscope Bibles for sponsoring this season